0: My life. Will never be the, same. My life. the thief comes not except to steal kill and destroy i have come that you might have an enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundant life in christ through the ministry of pastor oseo afwakwa Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. (laughs)
1: for his God. Kingdom added. It's wonderful to come your way once again with God's word and happy Easter to every one of us. It's, it's our first Easter online <laughs> and we pray that it will be our last Easter online. Amen. It, 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 it's a joy. We thank God for what he's doing and this season is a very significant season on the Christian calendar. Everything we as we do everything we believe in when you read the first the first book of corinthians chapter 15 it tells us about the significance of easter everything we believe in everything we stand for is because of the work christ did on the cross the bible says greater love had no man than this that a man will lay down his life for his friends easter is a very important event on the christian calendar jesus came and he laid down his life for us And it's a joy to meet in fellowship in his presence and to share God's word with you. I believe that by the time we are through in this season, God will drop something to your life that will be a great blessing to your life. Shall we bow our heads as we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, as we come before you. We have come with a hunger and a desire to receive. In this very moment, Easter, Good Friday, we ask the Lord you bless our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let no man or woman tune in to this broadcast at this time or whatever time they may watch this video. Let your lives not be the same again. And thank you, Spirit of God, for your blessing. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Come with me to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. We'll read from the King James Version, and then we'll read from the Amplified Version as well. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The Amplified Version puts it this way. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God which is your reasonable rational intelligent service and spiritual worship Do not be conformed to this world this age fashion after and adapted to its external superficial customs but be transformed changed by the entire renewing of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is that good acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good, acceptable, and perfect in His sight for you. Amen. This is one of the most powerful texts in the Bible. If you look at the King James Version, you realize that Apostle Paul appealed to two major areas of their lives. He said, I appeal to you that you present your bodies. The first appeal was made to the, their bodies. And you know that as human beings we exist in three parts we are spirit we have a soul and we live in a body but this particular appeal that the apostle made was targeted at our body and then at our soul or in another sense at our minds if you look at it he said i present i, I beseech you therefore brethren by the message of god that you present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So the first appeal was made to our bodies. The second appeal was also targeted at our minds. He said, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The question is, why did you leave our spirits out? It's because your spirit is saved. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. behold, All things have become new. And when the Bible says all things have become new, essentially it has to do with your spirit. When you come to Christ, when you give your life to the Lord, when you become born again, your spirit becomes saved, sanctified, and set apart. That's what happens. In the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 to 27, look at what the Bible says. A new heart also I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you the heart and heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my status and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Now, you realize that your spirit, the moment you got born again, a new spirit was given you. But your mind is still your old mind. Your body is still your old body. That is why. The subject I'm about to deal with is very, very important. I'm speaking on becoming a living sacrifice. Becoming a living sacrifice. Becoming a living sacrifice. And I'll do part one today and finish it up on Resurrection Sunday. Becoming a living sacrifice. You must understand that as we celebrate Easter, it is not just a calendar, but it's something that reminds us of a demand God places on our lives to live a life that is sacrificially devoted to him and to his purposes. Becoming a living sacrifice. What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? To be a living sacrifice means four things. One, to be a living sacrifice is to make a decisive dedication of your life. Holy to God in absolute purity and total surrender with the sole aim of glorifying God in thoughts, words, and deeds. It looks like a very long definition but that's that's scripture. To, To make a decisive dedication. That means that you decide. You make a choice that you are going to dedicate your whole body spirit, soul, and body to God. To surrender your life in total purity and total surrender with the objective of glorifying God in your thoughts, in your words, and in your deeds. That's our first line of definition that's what it means when we dedicate our bodies to god on a conscious level when we decide that everything about our lives is going to glorify god our words will glorify him our thoughts will glorify him our actions will glorify him we say we are dedicated to god or we have sacrificed ourselves to god we are living sacrifices number two be a living sacrifice is to seek continually for God to be magnified or glorified in your body whether in life or in death. This was what Apostle Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 20 to 21. He said according to my endless expectation and hope that in nothing I should be ashamed but that with all boldness as always and so now also shall Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Then he says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Christ must be glorified in our body. You must understand that the whole reason for your existence now that you have been saved is to glorify God. In the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul was speaking, he said, whether we eat, whether we live... Whatever we do, let us do it all to the glory of God. Everything about your life must glorify God. Paul said, all I want is to glorify God. I seek nothing for myself. Everything I look forward to in life is for God to be magnified in my body, whether it be in life or in death. Number three, to be a living sacrifice is to be sold out to God and his work to the extent that you have little or no zero you have little or zero regard for your life that's a living sacrifice a person who has offered himself as a living sacrifice to God lives in such a way that his life his whole life is sold out to God he lives a life of total total dedication to God sold out to God that Everything about his life, he has no regard or little regard for his life. The Bible says, whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall save his life, whosoever shall lose his life, he shall receive it in eternity. Look at what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 and 2. He said this, know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, And take note, men shall be lovers of their own selves. When we say a person has sacrificed his life to God, he does not love himself. He loves God much more than he loves himself. He says, they will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. In the book of Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, he said, they overcame him by the blood of a lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I like the B part of it. He said, they love not their lives, even unto death. We live in times where Christians love our lives. We love our lives so much that anything that has to make us feel a little bit, in discomfort, even if it will please God, we resent it. And I pray that this Easter will bring you to a place where you remind that life is not about you. Your life is all supposed to be about God. And I pray that grace will come upon, even as you watch this clip, to live a life that is totally sold out to the advancement of the cause of God. We see that in the life of Epiphaditus in Philippians chapter 2 verse 25 to 30 Yet I suppose it necessary to send Epiphaditus my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because you he had heard that he had been sick for indeed he was sick now unto death, but God had mercy on him. And not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more cheerfully, the more carefully, that when he see you see him again, he may rejoice, and that I may be less sorrowful. Verse 29. He said, Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in high in, in hold such in reputation, because for the work of God's sake, he was nigh unto death. That was Epiphraditus. He was he sacrificed his life for the cause of God to the point that he had little regard for his life. You remember the other day, Apostle Paul himself. He was going to Jerusalem, and a prophet spoke and said, "If you go to Jerusalem, you are going to die." You are going to. Paul said, "I am not ready to just go and die. I am not ready to go just to be beaten, but I am ready to die for the cause of the gospel." What are you willing to die for? Some people are ready, willing to die for money. Others are willing to die for faith. But for you as a child of God, what are you willing to die for? Jesus came to die many years ago at a season like this. We are celebrating his death. And he died so you can live. Are you ready to die so others can live? Are you ready to make the sacrifices you need to make so others can live? Are you ready to give so others can hear the gospel? Are you ready to lay your life on the altar so that other people can also come to hear and receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior? He laid down his life for you and we must be willing and ready to lay our lives down for others. What does it mean to become a living sacrifice? To become a living sacrifice, number four, is to commit and surrender totally your spirit So embodied to God in a usable form. To commit and surrender totally your spirit. So embodied to God in a usable form. And the cat phrase. Or the the emphasis is on the word. Usable forms. Now people who submit themselves to God. But by the time they submit themselves to God. They are not usable. They waste the better part of their years. On useless stuff. They waste it sometimes on women others waste it on alcohol others waste it on pleasure and by the time they say i surrender all even god is not happy with what they are surrendering because whatever they are surrendering there is no life in it look at what the bible said second timothy chapter two verse 19 to 21 he said nevertheless the foundation of the Lord standard shall have be seen the lord knoweth them that are his and let everyone that name in the name of christ depart from iniquity but in the great house he says, There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. He said, Some to honor and some to dishonor. But if a man shall therefore purge himself from these, he said, He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. There are some vessels, they are sanctified, but they are not meet for the master's use. Because at a certain age, if you give your life to Christ, it's fine. Maybe you live a life, uh, God blesses you with a long life, about 90 years. And you you imagine you spend about 70 to 80 years of that life, living a wasteful life. And then by the time you are about dying at 91, 90 or 92, somebody comes to you and they introduce you to Christ. You are saved, but I tell you, when you get to heaven, there won't be any reward for you because you have surrendered your life to god you have committed your soul to him but the state you are in you are not useful you can't do much for god in your sick state about dying state what can you do for god that is why every young man every young woman hearing me at this time this is the best phase of your life the bible says remember your creator in the days of thy youth now that you have strength now that you have energy now that you have life in you now that you have money this is the best time to invest it in the things of god to lay down your life so that you can secure the future ahead of you let me quickly walk you through three important qualities about the sacrifice god expects from you becoming a living sacrifice what kind of sacrifice you, you, you need to understand that we serve a God who is very fastidious God does not just accept any sacrifice right from Genesis two brothers came to offer a sacrifice to God one by the name of Abel another by the name of Cain and the Bible says God accepted Cain's sacrifice but Abel's, Abel's sacrifice but for Cain he had no respect and God has always been like that in Genesis we see him accepting one sacrifice and refusing the other but in Malachi, he tells us why he's like that. He makes us aware that he does not just accept any sacrifice. So he's just trying to let us know that from the beginning of the Old Testament to the end of the Old Testament, his nature is the same. He does not just accept any sacrifice. Look at Malachi chapter 1 verse 6 to 9. The Bible said, a son honored his father and a servant his master. If I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Say the Lord of hosts. Unto you, O ye priests, that despise my name. And ye say, wherein have ye despised our name? You offer polluted bread upon my altar. And you say, wherein have ye polluted thee? In that you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if you offer the blind for a sacrifice, take note, if you offer the blind for a sacrifice, is it not evil? There are sacrifices when you bring to God god gets angry he said is it not evil and if you offer the lame and the sick is it not evil offer it now to thy governor will he be pleased with you or accept thy person saith the lord of hosts so when we talk about a living sacrifice you need to understand that we are not just using words uh, uh, anyhow god accepts certain sacrifices and he has a right to reject certain sacrifices what kind of sacrifice does god expect what does kind of sacrifice that god accept romans chapter 12 and verse number one i beseech you therefore brethren by the message of god that you present your bodies as living sacrifices living sacrifice clear the first one is a living sacrifice the sacrifice we present to god must be a living one it must not be a dead sacrifice Sacrifice that is physically fit and mentally healthy, fit for use. I checked the last time the book of Daniel, and a heathen king was looking for people to use. A heathen king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar was looking for people to use, and it will interest you to see the kind of qualities he expected from the people he wanted to use. Daniel chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. And the king spoke to Aspinus, the master of his eunuchs that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes children in whom is no blemish. Take note, This is a heathen king and he says I want children in whom there is no blemish. Then he says well favored skillful in all wisdom cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and in whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans, And the king appointed them a daily provision. Now look at that. Look at verse chapter 1 verse 10. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them to be ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all of his realm. Daniel and his friends were fine. Fine. Handsome people, intelligent people. Most of the time, when people are looking for something to give to God, they, they they just look look for what they can do away with. Something that costs them nothing. Somebody wants his child to go into ministry and is looking for the child that didn't do well in life. The one who went to school and failed. He says, you are the one who God has called. The one who is intelligent, that one must become a lawyer. Who told you God uses people who know nothing? It has to be living. Somebody's living sacrifice. The sacrifice you bring to God, there must be life in it. There must be something precious in it. Living sacrifice. Number two, the sacrifice has to be holy. It has to be holy. It has to be holy. The Bible says that you present your bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable unto God. It has to be holy. We need to be reminded that holiness is still a demand God makes on us. He said, be holy for I am holy. This is a dispensation where people live just anyhow. We have misunderstood the grace of God to be a license for sin. But you know the reason why God gave us grace is so we will live a life that honors and pleases him. He didn't give us grace so that we can walk into lasciviousness and walk in in the in a life, live a lifestyle of dishonor and a lifestyle that is displeasing in the sight. The Bible says, "Follow peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see God." If you want to go far with God, holiness is key. Holiness is a must. Even the book of a heathen king wanted children in whom there was no blemish. How much more, God? God demands holiness from us. In the book of Ephesians, he said that he might sanctify it with the cleansing of the water by the word. That he might present to himself a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He said, if any man pet himself, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Jesus came and offered himself. But do you know that he had to offer himself without spot? God could not accept Jesus Christ until. He had offered himself without spot. Look at the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 to 14. Neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered in into the holy place having obtained once having obtained eternal redemption for us. Verse three, he said, "For if the blood of bulls and of goats and of the ashes of an heifer sprinkling upon the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot unto God, that was the kind of sacrifice Jesus made. His sacrifice was spotless, and He's demanding the same from us." The grace, the spirit of God that empowered Jesus to offer himself spotlessly before God. That same spirit is at work in us. That is why you and I have the capacity to be able to live a life that pleases God in honor and in righteousness. Receive grace to honor God in every area of your life. The third feature about the sacrifice God is calling us into is an acceptable sacrifice. Number one, He says that we have to be, the sacrifice must be living. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's number one. Number two, it said holy. And then number three, he said acceptable unto God. The sacrifice we give to God must be acceptable. Whether it's money, whether it's time, whatever it is, it must be acceptable. It must be acceptable. Acceptable means that it's useful acceptable means that it is in a state that it can meet the need of the moment this is very important that's why we need to train and develop our skill we need to train and develop our skill so that we can offer what is acceptable not just anyhow most people do things for god anyhow the things we do to god must be acceptable When Saul was looking for a man to play for him, he said, I want a man who is careful, one who can play well. And God is still looking for people who can play well. Daniel was a man who was excellent and he was preferred. God is also looking for acceptable sacrifices. And I pray that in this season, the grace of God will locate you to be able to offer your life, not only as a living sacrifice, but also a holy sacrifice and an acceptable sacrifice. May the Lord bless you. Just as Jesus offered himself without spot, and by him today we stand safe, we stand sanctified. Today we can boldly come to the throne of grace because of the sacrifice he made. I pray that we also be able to lay down our lives and offer that kind of sacrifice to God. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Bow down your heads as we pray. maybe you are online and you are yet to offer your body the first sacrifice you want is your life it is only when you offer your spirit that you God will now place a second demand on your body he needs you he loves you everything he did many years ago on the cross of Calvary he did it for you and you have an opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. This moment, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are online, just pray this simple prayer of faith with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the privilege of hearing your word. Today, I admit I'm a sinner. I come to the feet of the cross and I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. With my mouth, I confess. With my heart, I believe that you died for me. Thank you, Father, for saving me and making me your own. I believe by faith I'm a new creature in Christ. Holy Spirit, fill me and equip me to live in honor of you in Jesus' precious name. Father, thank you for every soul safe. Thank you that every soul safe shall be established. In the name of the lord jesus nothing shall take them away from your presence i honor you and i bless you for their lives in jesus much less name amen god richly bless you now i declare that the lord's favor will continue to rest upon you May the lord continue to protect and preserve you and your family you're going out and you're coming in in this season is blessed in the name of jesus testimonies will flow out of your life may you live a life that is wholly devoted and sacrificed unto God. In Jesus' much less name. Amen.
0: Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 540 670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any further information. Log on and be part of our power-packed online services live every Sunday for our celebration service at 9am and every Wednesday for our discovery service at 7pm on Facebook and YouTube using the handle Faith House Charismatic Chapel International. God richly bless you.